This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Monday, October 2nd, 2023, I'm Reagan Clagg. And I'm Nathaniel Hara. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, the Supreme Court opens its new term with a case about prison terms for drug dealers. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News, David Atkins will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Victoria LaVon Wilburn will be in with the FM 88 sports report. The current temperature outside is a sunny 84 degrees. And now on to our top story. Authorities in northern Mexico say the collapse of a church roof has killed at least 10 people and injured about 60. Rescuers have sent dogs and thermal cameras inside the rubble, and they say that no additional people are believed to remain in the debris. State police had initially estimated about 100 people were inside the church in the Gulf Coast city of Ciudad Madero when it collapsed during a baptism yesterday. The the governor of Tamaulipas State later lowered the number of people estimated to have been in the church at the time to about 70. A North Dakota Senate leader says a state senator, his wife, and their two young children died when the small plane they traveled in crashed in Utah. Doug Larson's death, along with the death of his wife Amy and their two young children, was confirmed today in an email that Republican Senate leader, Senate Majority Leader David Hogue sent to his fellow senators. The plane crashed yesterday evening, shortly after taking off from Canyonlands Airfield about 15 miles north of Moab. They were returning home from a family gathering. The Supreme Court has opened its new term with a case about prison terms for drug dealers and rejections of hundreds of appeals, including one from an attorney who pushed a plan to keep former President Donald Trump in power. The only case argued today concerns the meaning of the word and in a federal law dealing with prison terms for low-level drug dealers. The length of thousands of sentences a year is at stake. The term is shaping up as an important one for social media as the court grapples with applying older laws and rulings to the digital age. Two scientists have won the Nobel Prize in Medicine for discoveries that enabled the creation of the mRNA vaccines against COVID-19 and that could be used to develop other shots in the future. Hungarian-American Katalin Kariko and American Drew Wiseman were cited for contributing vaccine development during what the panel that awarded the prize called, quote, one of the greatest threats to human health in modern times, unquote. The panel said that the pair pair changed, quote, our understanding of how mRNA interacts with our immune system, unquote. Simply injecting lab-grown mRNA into the body triggered an inflammatory reaction that usually destroyed it. Kawako and Reisman figured out a tiny modification to building blocks of RNA that made it stealthy enough to slip past those immune defenses. U.S. health officials plan to endorse a common antibiotic as a post-sex morning-after pill that gay and bisexual men can use to avoid some increasingly common sexually transmitted diseases. The long-awaited guideline says doxycycline can prevent certain illnesses if taken within 72 hours of unprotected sex. One official says it's an innovative step to help battle record levels of STD infections. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention proposal was released today. The agency plans to finalize it after a 45-day public comment period. Coming up, 
Kentucky man linked to Breonna Taylor case arrested on drug charges. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns right after this. No, Mom, I don't have time to brush my teeth. Timmy, if you don't brush your teeth, they'll run! Little did Timmy know that would be remembered as the worst day of his life. After not brushing his teeth, he walked outside, and a car drove through a puddle, splashing Timmy, getting him soaking wet. Oh, no! After walking to school drenched, Timmy got the news that he was failing all his classes and then was kicked off the rugby team. On his way home after school, a gust of wind blew Timmy's hat into the street, and when he went to get it, he was struck by a vehicle. Now sporting a full-body cast, Timmy's girlfriend Jill dumped him, because it's not cool to go to prom with a mummy. Did you know that thousands of Americans suffer from cavities every year? Remember to brush your teeth after every meal. Who knows what it could prevent? This announcement brought to you by your friends at WMUL. No score here at Camp Randall Stadium. Happy to have you along this Saturday afternoon. Back inside Reed Green Coliseum in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Bobby Edding Sportside bringing you all tonight's action. Marshall Trail Southern Miss. On the sky deck from Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in Greenville, North Carolina. ECU leads the Thundering Herd. To the home center, Boone, North Carolina. Andrew Anspacker on board. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. WMUL-FM, Huntington. Welcome back to News Center 88. Voted Best Spot News Reporting by the Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Reagan Clagg. And I'm Nathaniel Hara. The federal government has joined 21 former rail workers in suing Union Pacific over the way it used a vision test to disqualify workers the railroad believed were, the railroad believed were colorblind and might have trouble reading signals telling them to stop a train. The lawsuit announced today by the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission is the first by the government and what could eventually be hundreds, if not thousands, of lawsuits over the way Union Pacific disqualified people with a variety of health issues. Union Pacific has vigorously defended itself in court, arguing it needs to disqualify these workers to preserve preserve rail safety. President Joe Biden's name isn't on the ballot in 2023. But you wouldn't know it from campaigns Republican candidates for governor are running in Kentucky and Mississippi. The Republican nominees are Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron and first-term Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves. Cameron and Reeves are as likely to mention the Democratic president as they are to name the Democrats they face November 7th. Governor Andy Bashir seeks a second term in Kentucky, while Brandon Presley is the challenger in Mississippi. An expert on Southern politics says trying to tie a gubernatorial candidate to national political figures allows candidates to create a, quote, mental shortcut for identifying individuals as us or them, unquote. A Kentucky man who has who was the target of a series of police drug raids that led to the fatal shooting of Breonna Taylor has been arrested in Louisville on several drug related charges. Jamarcus Glover was a former boyfriend of Taylor's. He was arrested Saturday on multiple drug offenses, including using juveniles under 18 to traffic heroin. In March 2020, police executed a series of, quote, no-knock, unquote, drug warrants targeting Glover, including one at Taylor's apartment. They suspected Glover was having packages sent to Taylor's apartment, which turned out to be false. 
Defense Department authorities say the remains of an Ohio sailor killed during the attack on Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, have been identified. The Defense Prisoner of War Missing in Action Accounting Agency said today that Navy Seaman 2nd Class Stanley C. Glaszewski, 29, of Stobenville, Ohio, was one of 104 crewmen on the battleship USS California killed during the December 7, 1941 attack. DNA and other evidence were used to account for him in May. Golashevsky will be buried November 3rd in Stolbenville, Ohio. His name is recorded on the walls of the missing at Punchbowl in Honolulu, and a rosette will be placed next to his name to indicate he has been accounted for, officials said. Coming up next, Indonesian president launches Southeast Asia's first high-speed railway. That and more news from across the nation when New Center 88 returns. Stay with us. and welcome to the Music Request Hotline. Please state the name of the genre you'd like to hear. Alternative? You said hip-hop. If that's correct, please say yes. No. You have confirmed hip-hop. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I said alternative. Country you want to hear? No, no, no. Country it is. No, I said, said alternative. Sports. Alternative rock. Music. No, no, okay. no, no, Tired of ignored requests? Call 696-6651 and get what you asked for on WMUL FSI. No, I want to hear jazz. I'm playing the jazz. Freedom of, speech freedom, of speech means means freedom of speech means freedom to say, I don't like the cafeteria food. I'm pro-choice. I'm bipolar. I want change in my government. The freedom to say, I'm Republican and I'm gay. As, as long, long as, as it's, it's not, not hurting, hurting anyone, anyone. Whatever I say. Whatever I say. I have the freedom. I have the freedom to say it. I have the freedom to say it. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, Robert R. McCormick Foundation, and this station. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the WMUL request line singer. Oh man, we're out of range. I'll miss all of my favorite music. No worries. With WMUL's 24-7 live stream, the cutting edge of your radio dial becomes the cutting edge of your phone too. Just go to marshall.edu slash WMUL and your favorite music goes wherever you do. I'll pull it up now, just in time for more music. Call 696-6651 now. DJs are standing by. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted Best Radio News Reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists' Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Reagan Clagg. And I'm Nathaniel Hara. Most stocks are falling as the constrictor of higher interest rates tightens its coil around Wall Street. The S&P 500 was 0.5% lower today. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 204 points. And the Nasdaq Composite was up 0.1%. Slumps for oil and gas stocks weighed on the market after crude prices gave back some of their sharp gains since the summer. The majority of stocks fell alongside them, but gains for Apple and some other influential big tech stocks helped to limit the market's losses. Treasury yields rose further into heights unseen in more than a decade. Indonesian President Yoko Widodo has inaugurated Southeast Asia's first high-speed railway, which began its commercial operations today, a key project under China's Belt and Road Infrastructure Initiative that will drastically cut the travel time between two key cities. The $7.3 billion project connects Yakarta with Bandung, the heavily populated capital of West Java province. It will cut travel time between the cities from the current three hours to about 40 minutes. Its use of electrical energy is expected to reduce carbon emissions. 
Widodo, in his opening remarks, officially named Indonesia's first high-speed railway, the fastest in Southeast Asia, with speeds of up to 217 miles per hour, as, quote, WUSH, unquote, an acronym from the Indonesian words for time-saving and reliability. Egyptian authorities say a huge fire that broke out in a police headquarters in northeastern Egypt has injured at least 38 people. They say the blaze ripped through the multi-story police headquarters today in the Suez Canal province of Islamia. Most of the people injured suffered from breathing difficulties. The cause of the blaze was not immediately known. Egypt's interior minister said a committee has been set up to investigate. Reports said that hours later, firefighters were able to extinguish the blaze. Fire safety standards and fire regulations are poorly enforced in Egypt and have been linked to many deaths. Pope Francis will open this week a global gathering of Catholic bishops and laypeople to discuss the future of the church. It's a meeting where women, their voices, and their votes will take center stage for the first time. Francis earlier this year agreed to let women and laypeople vote alongside bishops at the Synod, putting the laity and hierarchy on equal ground. Supporters say that as a result of this, the gathering, which starts on Wednesday, is a watershed moment for the Catholic Church and quite possibly the most consequential thing Francis will have undertaken as Pope. The meeting runs through October 29th and will be followed by a second session next year. In a remote, dry patch of California farm country, a battle is raging over carrots, or rather over the groundwater where they're, where they're growing northwest of Los Angeles. The Kayama Basin Groundwater Sustainability Sustainability Agency has adopted plans to scale back groundwater pumping in adherence with a 2014 state law, but a lawsuit filed by two major carrot companies, Grimway Farms and Bolthouse Farms, says the plans unduly focused on them. The legal fight that has dragged small farmers, ranchers, and others into court has promptly boycotted has prompted a boycott campaign and possibly portends a new wave of legal challenges over water as the state pushes for greater sustainability. Coming up next, California governor names Feinstein's successor. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns right after this. High school students from around the world come to spend a semester or year in area schools. Your family can learn about Germany, China, Finland, or another country by hosting a student. International Experience is a nonprofit that facilitates international exchange, and they invite you to share your home with a student who will become a part of your family. To learn more, contact International Experience at 888-266-2921. That's 888-266-2921, or visit ie-usa.com, 888-266-2921. You're listening to West Virginia's first public radio station. Public radio? What does that mean? No commercials. First all I'm trying to say is maybe uh, no commercials is a good idea. Help build ratings. So crank up the commercial-free sound of WMUL FM 88.1, and we guarantee you won't hear one single commercial. Would you believe that someone could go in for cancer treatment and end up infected with hepatitis C? I'm Evelyn McKnight, and that's what happened to me, because a healthcare worker reused a syringe during my chemotherapy. This should never happen, 
but in fact thousands of people have been exposed to serious infections because of unsafe injections. Don't let it happen to you. Learn what questions to ask your healthcare provider to protect your health or even save your life. To find out more, go to oneandonlycampaign.org. Do it today. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Reagan Clagg. I'm Nathaniel Hara. Former President Donald Trump has sat through hours of sometimes testy opening statements in a fraud lawsuit that could cost him control over some of his most prized properties. As he left court during a lunch break today, he called it a, quote, disgraceful trial, unquote. Democratic New York Attorney General Letita James, James's lawsuit accuses the Republican ex-president and his company of deceiving banks insurers, and others by habitually lying about his wealth and financial statements. Trump attorney Alina Haba said in the trial's opening statements today that Trump's holdings are, quote, Mona Lisa properties, unquote, that could command top dollar. The judge already ruled Trump committed fraud in his business dealings. If the ruling is upheld on appeal, it could force Trump to give up several New York properties. One of House Speaker Kevin McCarthy's harshest critics plans to make good on his threat to remove the California Republican from his leadership post. Representative Matt Gates says he will use a procedural tool, called a motion to vacate, to try and strip McCarthy of his office as soon as this week. This comes after McCarthy relied on Democrats to provide the necessary votes to fund the government. The resolution at hand is a rare and strong procedural tool that has only been used twice in the past century. But in recent years, conservatives have wielded the motion as a weapon against their leaders. California Governor Gavin Newsom has named Democratic strategist and Kamala Harris 2020 presidential campaign advisor LaPonza Butler to fill the U.S. Senate seat made vacant by Senator Dianne Feinstein's death. Newsom is fulfilling his pledge to appoint a black woman if Feinstein's seat became open. The the long-serving Democratic senator died Thursday after a series of illnesses. Butler leads Emily's List, a political organization that supports women who favor abortion rights. Butler lives in Maryland but owns a home in California and is expected to re-register to vote there. Newsom had faced pressure from some black politicians and advocacy groups to select Barbara Lee, a prominent black congresswoman who's already running for the seat. The last bus carrying ethnic Armenians from Nagorno-Karabakh has left the region, completing a week-long, grueling exodus in which more than 80% of its residents have fled after Azerbaijan reclaimed the area in a lightning military operation last month. Azerbaijan Interior Ministry spokesman Elshad Hajayev says the country's police have established control over the entire region. Nagorno-Karabakh's human rights ombudsman said the bus that entered Armenia carried 15 passengers with serious illnesses and mobility problems. In a 24-hour military campaign on September 19th, the Azerbaijani army routed the region's Armenian forces, forcing them to capitulate, and the separatist authorities agreed to dissolve their government by the end of the year. New polling finds America's college campuses are seen as friendlier to liberals than to conservatives when it comes to free speech. Polling from the Associated Press NORC Center for Public Affairs Research and the University of Chicago Forum for Free Inquiry and Expression finds 47% of adult Americans say liberals are free to express their views on college campuses, while 20% say the same for conservatives. Free speech debates, debates have roiled campuses in recent years, 
with the conflicts arising over conservative guest speakers. Republican lawmakers in dozens of states have proposed bills limiting public colleges from teaching, teaching topics considered divisive. The poll finds 30% of Americans say states should be allowed to restrict what state universities teach. And coming up, David Atkins will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Victoria LaVon Wilburn will be in with the FM88 Sports Report. Stay with us. the worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. So Marshall in North Carolina, about 45 seconds away from tip-off here inside the Dean Dome. High atop the Liberty Bowl, broadcasting from what we'll call affectionately the tool shed. As the kick is high and end over end, we're underway here at Lane Stadium. Welcome back to the Wallstein Center in downtown Cleveland, Ohio. Marshall women's basketball on the brain. WMUL-FM Huntington. Are you job hunting? With SelfCheck, you can check your employment eligibility records before your next employer does. So before you apply, check out USCIS.gov backslash SelfCheck. It's fast, it's easy, and it's free. SelfCheck gives you the confidence of knowing your government records are in order. Check out your employment eligibility today at USCIS.gov backslash SelfCheck. SelfCheck is a service of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services and E-Verify. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm David Atkins, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Today, you will find it to be a sunny 84 degrees. The temperature will significantly drop throughout the night to a low of 56 around 7 a.m. tomorrow morning, with the temperature shooting back up during the day to a high of 85 around 3 p.m. The majority of this week is looking bright and sunny as we continue to incrementally cool down for the fall weather. The temperature tomorrow night will drop to a low of 58 around 6.30 a.m. Wednesday morning before mildly rising to a high of 86 around 3 p.m. Wednesday afternoon. Today in weather history. Today in 1959, a tornado struck the town of Ivy, Virginia. Eleven persons were killed, ten of which were all part of the same family. Thank you, weather4u.com, for that information. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it's a sunny 84 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast. For News Center 88, I'm David Atkins. Thanks, David. Now, Victoria LaVon Wilburn joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. From Statesboro, Georgia, a 3-1 to win on Sunday against the Georgia Southern Eagles, 1-4-5, 0-1-2 in the Sun Belt, Against the number one Marshall University men's soccer team, 10-0, 3-0 in the Sun Belt made program history. Marshall extended their win streak to 10 this season. It's nice to get in the record books for the guys, heard men's soccer head coach Chris Grossi said about the historic streak. They deserve it. They've worked incredibly hard. It's an honor to be in the record book at Marshall. The previous nine-match win streak was set in 1977. Jack Ireland set the tone and scored a goal at the 32-minute and 20-second mark, allowing the Eagles to take the lead 1-0. Marshall, for the first time, trailed this season in over 842 minutes of play. The quest was short-lived. A penalty kick ensued 
at four minutes and 19 seconds later by Adam Amesh. Amesh stepped up to the plate and shot the ball into the bottom left corner to tie the match one-to-one in the 37th minute. It was Amash's fifth goal for the season. Amash, a wing on the team, had a physical game as the half dwindled to two minutes and 50 seconds. He found Pablo Simon with a cross flank. Simon shot the pass into the back of the net to make it two-to-one Marshall. It was Simon's third goal of the season and Almash's third assist of the season. Morris Duggan would find the back of the net in the 79th minute in which Marshall drew a second penalty kick on a foul drawn by Almash. It was Duggan's second career goal since last October 23rd against Georgia Southern. Marshall's next match will be against Georgia State October 7th at the Jones C. Everett Field in Huntington, West Virginia. The Marshall Swimming and diving team began its season with Team Green facing Team White. John Bogus has more from the intra-squad meet. Sometimes friendly competition is the best way to kick off a new season. That is what the Marshall Swimming and Diving Team did Saturday when it competed in its Green and White meet. The intra-squad meet was its first of the season in which the team is competing in the Sunbelt Conference for the first time. Half of the team was Team Green, with the other half being Team White for the meet's 16 events. Team White was victorious with a final score of 161 to 128. Senior swimmer Paige Banton said the meet was a good opportunity for the team to get to know each other better. It's a great way to get to know our new teammates, our incoming freshmen. It's just a great way to have fun and build that rapport and sets us up well for our future dual meets and larger competitions like midseason and conference. The Marshall Swimming and Diving Team features nine freshmen this season. Freshmen such as Molly Warner, who won the 200 individual medley event, were able to showcase what they have to offer to the team. Head coach Ian Walsh said he was pleased with the effort he saw from the team's freshmen. I was really curious about our freshmen. I thought they raced really hard, dealing with a little bit of nerves for some of them, but overall I thought it was a great atmosphere and walked away learning quite a bit. With the completion of the green and white meet, the Marshall Swimming and Diving Team now sets its focus to the first inter-squad meet of the season this Friday and Saturday. The team travels to Morgantown, West Virginia for the West Virginia Games that West Virginia University will serve as host to. For FM 88 Sports, I'm John Boggess. John, the next time the Marshall Swimming and Diving Team will compete at home is Saturday, January 6th against Bowling Green. There was much hype at Earlhead Stadium on yesterday between the Kansas City Chiefs, New York Jets game, not to mention the absence of Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers due to a torn Achilles and the buzz about Taylor Swift was in the stands to see her friend Kelsey. The Chiefs would take away the victory. The final score would be 23-20 23-20 in the fourth quarter. Wilson did manage to try to gain some momentum, but he was not victorious. Mahomes received accolades for being the first quarterback to go to the 200 passes. The quickest coach, Andy Reid, also tied for his 250 game of coaching. I'm Victoria Wilburn for FM88 Sports Radio. Thanks, Victoria. Coming up. billion Powerball jackpot tempts players to brave long odds. Stay with us to find out more right after this on News Center 88. Welcome to Marshall University. We hope you enjoy your stay. But we know, sometimes college students can get a little down. Introducing the cutting edge of all ailments, WMUL. Feeling homesick? No problem. WMUL will keep you company all day long, from our 6 a.m. morning shows until late night alternative. 
tired of pinching pennies? Then WMUL is perfect for you. Marshall's very own radio station is 100% commercial free. We hope you enjoy our presentation and don't forget to listen to 88.1 WMUL. You two must be proud of Johnny. Oh, we sure are. Yeah, he's a great kid. So he's got a job at the dealership, right? No, no. Yes, he did. Oh, right. The dealership. You know, he just started uh, there. Actually, it's been about six weeks. <laughs> Has it been that long? And he graduates next year, right? Oh, no, no. He's still... Yes, he does, Tom. Sure, Johnny graduates next year. I thought you were talking about... Who, Tom? Need to get closer to your family? So, Larry, let's talk about your kids. Give your family everything. Give them your time. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And finally today on News Center 88, an estimated $1.04 billion Powerball jackpot will be up for grabs, tempting players to spend a couple dollars on a long shot chance at instant riches. The prize is the world's ninth largest lottery prize behind earlier drawings of Powerball and Mega Millions, the other nearly national lottery game. The prize on the line tonight consists has grown so massive because there have been 32 consecutive drawings since someone has won the jackpot. The odds of winning the jackpot are 1 in 292.2 million. The $1.04 billion jackpot is for a sole winner who takes an annuity paid annually over 30 years. Winners, winners nearly always pick the cash option. For tonight's drawing, that would be an estimated $4.78.2 million. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the Tri-State area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Nathaniel Hara, David Adkins, Victoria LaVon Wilburn, John Bogus, Luke Hamilton, and for the entire News Center 88 team, I'm Reagan Clagg, and your thought of the day is, remember that no one succeeds alone. Never walk alone in your future paths. Sonia Sotomayor.